0: When the crypto market makes a major move, it's always important to identify the strength in the market. And it's undoubtedly clear that Solana, amongst all the altcoins, is exhibiting relative strength versus the market, up 21% for the week, whilst many other altcoins, despite being up, still aren't outperforming Bitcoin, which is up 10% and pushing towards 30k. So what is going on at Solana? What are the reasons why it's pumping? And what are the charts telling us about where Solana could go next? I'm going to cover all those topics in today's video. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. The first thing I want to note is that both major FUD events for Solana have ended up marking local bottoms. And this is such an important lesson in crypto to actually use fear as an opportunity to accumulate. Remember, back when Robinhood was selling, so essentially they delisted Solana and were forcing its users to liquidate Solana, that ended up marking a local bottom because that was essentially peak FUD of a potential overhang. And then the exact same thing happened a month later when it turned out that FTX was holding a billion dollars in Sol and there was a lot of panic about potential supply overhang in relation to FTX being forced to sell to repay its creditors. We saw SOL tank all the way down to $17, and this also ended up marking a local bottom both times I also pointed out the fact that the market was likely over-exaggerating and I actually even said in the case of this Sol and Matic buy uh, that I was using an opportunity to fill up my bags amidst all the fear. So what can we take away from this? Essentially peak FUD for Sol is always the best time to buy Sol and it's not just for Solana, it's a lesson in the greater market in general. If you believe in a project, you should use these extreme red days as long as the fundamentals of the project haven't been affected to your advantage. And both times we've seen strong Pivots. But what's happening with Solana now? That doesn't explain why Solana's pumping, it just explains the psychology of the market. So let's actually look behind, firstly, some of the metrics because we just got a Q3 report from Masari, which shows a lot of really interesting stuff to do with the fundamentals of Solana. And then let's have a look at the technicals to see how the fundamentals are lining up with the charts to try and give us an indicator as to where Solana might be going next. So here are some of the key metrics from Solana's quarter three performance. A few interesting metrics stand out to me. The first thing to note is that Solana's market cap grew by around 20% quarter on quarter to $8.4 billion. The second interesting point to note here is that Solana's TVL grew by 743% quarter on quarter, finishing as rank number seven amongst all chains by DeFi TVL. This was largely due to the rise of liquid staking on Solana and the subsequent rise in staking ratio, which saw a bunch of TVL flow into applications like JITO and Lido, as well as marinade finance. That's one of the catalysts behind why we saw some TVL growth across Solana, but also some of their major AMMs, and protocols like Orca and MarginFi also experienced increases of 26% and 52% respectively. So overall, Solana DeFi did see an uptick and Solana DeFi has historically lagged versus other chains, but its performance in Q3 is a sign that the tide is starting to turn a little bit, at least in the short term. But despite TVL increasing, daily non-vote transactions actually decreased 25% quarter on quarter, whilst average daily fee payers dropped 37% quarter on quarter. This is largely due to the fact that A, Crypto hasn't been that active during this period due to a lack of volatility. And B, the NFT market has seen a decrease. And Solana, being one of the biggest retail NFT chains due to its low fees and its fast performance, clearly has taken a knock with less NFTs being minted and less general interest in the NFT sector as a whole. I mentioned staking before, and this is actually one of the most interesting metrics from Solana, from this Masari report, because we can see that staked Solana is almost back to its pre-FTX collapse levels, rising 2% quarter on quarter. And what's super intriguing about this is that the FTX estate, which holds a billion dollars worth of Solana locked and unlocked, actually chose to stake a significant portion of its Solana uh, instead of just selling it. So a lot of people were anticipating they were just going to market sell. That's not the case. Galaxy, who's mandated to get the best possible sale price and the best possible results for its creditors, has actually decided to stake some Sol, largely because the rewards behind Sol are very strong. You've got a reward rate of around 7%, which out of the top 10 cryptocurrencies that you can stake is actually the highest, it's more than Polygon, it's more than Cardano, only Avalanche is of a similar reward rate. So I think they just did the math and said, look, we can actually get a decent reward in the interim while proceedings are taking place. And the staking ratio of Solana is also one of the highest in the markets. You can see 71% of Solana is staked compared to Ethereum, where only 22% of the ETH is staked. This means that price can squeeze more aggressively when it does move to the upside because there is less circulating in the market. Of course, you can unstake your Sol and sell it, so it's not exactly like locked Sol, but to some extent, it does reduce supply pressures. Cardano is another coin that has a really strong staking ratio, but the overall growth of the staking market for Solana, which has been powered by liquid staking, that has been very good for market dynamics and also good for TVL in the ecosystem as more people have decided to enter Sol uh, to get that reward rate. And that's helped buoy the price in the interim. And one last metric I wanna look at from this report is the Solana uptime. So we can see that the network has gone 234 days without a network outage, which is its second best streak. So one of the notorious flaws of the Solana network has been its downtime But it does seem to appear that at least in the current market conditions, they've been able to stabilize the network, issue network upgrades without having extreme outages. And yes, the market isn't as active, so maybe it's not being as stress tested. But the thing with Solana is they've always taken the approach of launching with a bunch of issues, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, breaking shit, and then essentially fixing it along the way, which is quite different from a coin, let's say like Cardano, which has really tried to refine its approach before launching, but then it doesn't get the same kind of first mover advantage effect that a chain that just launches with issues has had. So, you know, it's a blessing and a curse because it does cause a lot of FUD. and, And I think some investors over the course have lost some faith in Solana as a network due to its downtime, but it is good to see that over 230 days the network has been running without any issues. So those are the fundamentals. There are some good fundamentals. The activity on the network probably is the only downside. The staking is a huge upside, but overall it was a good Q3 for Solana fundamentally. This is a great report by Masari, by the way. I'll link it in the description below. I highly recommend that you read it. So now let's look more at price. Why is Solana moving so aggressively? You have a little bit of an idea now because I've talked about staking. I've talked about supply overhang, but now I actually want to look at the technical analysis and I found the pattern for Solana, which I find really intriguing that I want to break down. Break- breakpoint solana's biggest conference is on october 30th which starts in roughly a week's time from today and breakpoint historically has been a big trigger for solana price movement pre-event so i've actually gone and i've mapped the last two conferences and the current conference to work out what solana's price action did in the lead up and the results are super interesting so let's go into the daily chart to make this even more clear Firstly, let's go back to the November 2021 conference, which kicked off on November 7th. We can see that Solana aggressively rallied into the event. This also happened to mark the Bitcoin peak at the time. So there was confluence with general market movement. But Solana moved up into the event, which is demonstrated by the red line here, before aggressively selling off post-event. And yes, market conditions at the time were starting to shift. Bitcoin and many altcoins put in their tops. So it's not an exact science, but it is interesting. It was by the rumor, sell the news. Fast forward to the 2022 conference, which was the conference that occurred once again in Lisbon. And we saw Solana made a move from its local lows to its pre-conference highs of 44%. So a massive pump pre-conference before, once again, you guessed it, Solana actually dumped post-conference. Now, once again, general market movement also happened to coincide with the conference. It's crazy how coincidental these conference moves are. With the FTX saga happening and Solana obviously being involved with Alameda took one of the biggest sell-offs in the market. So if there was no FTX, would Solana have sold off this aggressively? No, but that is now a second time where Solana has aggressively moved into a conference and dumped afterwards. Fast forward to today, this red line marks the conference. As I said, the conference starts in roughly a week's time. Solana from its local lows has moved up 59%, almost 60% from its lows, and it's approaching the conference. What happens now? Do we see a buy the rumor, sell the news event? Well, I don't necessarily want to assert that's the case because a sample size of two, given the fact that there were extreme market movements around those conference dates, the last two Novembers, makes it really hard to decipher whether it was a conference sell-off that was taking place or whether it was the general market affecting that sell-off. And I think it's a little bit of both, but one thing we can assert, Solana tends to aggressively rally into breakpoint conferences, and we're seeing this once again. And there almost might be a little bit of seasonality at play here. Because breakpoint happens every November, Solana in November just seems to trade quite aggressively and has these huge spikes and has these huge dumps historically. So I think you could probably assert that this is a move into the conference. Do you get a sell-off after the conference? I mean, past data would suggest this would be the case. I don't want to come to any crazy conclusions, but you do have to be wary for sure as an investor that you don't want to buy into pre-conference hype. And although this conference isn't really as hyped up as some of the last ones, it's more of a developer conference. It's smaller. It's still a pattern that I wouldn't be comfortable like aping into necessarily knowing that we do get these sell-offs around the conference day. So if you're, if you are shorter and you want to take a trade on this, then it it could actually be interesting. If you see that final thrust start to happen, then you see a concrete reversal around the time of the conference then you could actually pick off quite a nice conference short here but that's if you believe in this as being a, a an event that's tradable it may not be and it won't be something that i trade unless i see like a clear reversal starting to take place and of course you wouldn't trade on a chart like that you'd likely trade on a chart like this which has horizontal levels marked out um and what i'm seeing on solana right now is it's currently breaking above its range high resistance it, this was a level that we rejected off three times back in january and also in February. However, there was one time in July where we spiked above, then we came back down and ended up rejecting off this level, which took us back down to the $17 mark. Remember, that was during a lot of the FTX concerns. We have managed to make a move upwards. We're thrusting into this upper range here, but you do have to note that until Solana can clear above this level and actually hold above $27, this still is a resistance zone because where you draw the line in actually ends up affecting what ends up being a resistance zone for Sol. And we know that pockets of liquidity aren't necessarily represented by lines, they're represented by areas, so your general zone of resistance could probably be drawn out more like this, more from the 27... dollar zone to the $30 zone. And this whole entire area becomes resistance because you do see wicks with the perps market uh, often take price like through this zone, but it's where Solana closes that you really want to take note of. So until Solana starts to substantially hold and form like something like a bull flag in in this area and consolidate over a few days, I don't think it's any reason to get, you know, crazily bullish and make you want to FOMO into resistance. Really, this is a a a time to monitor Solana. See how price action starts to firm here. And then if we see you know any major pullbacks but you're maintaining nice horizontal structure then those pullbacks could be the zones to buy but for me it doesn't make much sense to ape into spot here or ape into any sort of leverage trade here just me personally it doesn't make sense my strategy with solana that i've been very public about on my twitter is nibbling at solana adding it to my long-term bags, because for me, this is a long-term position. I like the fact that it's a non-EVM ecosystem bet. I like the developer ecosystem. I like the apps being built on the ecosystem. And for that reason, it's long-term, right? So I've been using these major sell-offs, these extreme red days as opportunities to DCA in. And pretty much every single time we've had extreme red days, it has marked the local bottom and we've been able to get two nice DCA opportunities into Solana through this. So for me, that's my sole strategy. My strategy isn't aping into Sol, um, just based on the chart. The other thing is the sole Bitcoin chart still, even though it has made a pivot off its local lows, is still in a sideways accumulation phase. And as long as this is in an accumulation phase and hasn't officially broken out, Sol is still underperforming the market. I mean, it's still down around 90% versus Bitcoin. So like many alts, I don't think it's wise to get like incredibly bullish as soon as you get that little move off support lows, because at the end of the day, we still haven't broken any major horizontal structure versus Bitcoin and Bitcoin is still the market leader. So that's how I feel about Solana at the moment. But now let's talk about how I feel about Solana long-term. You guys know that I'm DCAing, but do I think that it could hit its all-time highs again? That's a big question that I see floating around on Twitter. I do have an opinion on this and I wanna share it with you. Before I get into that, just a quick reminder that if you do want to level up your trading game and apply this to a coin like Solana, you can use Kyber AI to spot bullish and bearish momentum for altcoins and also look at on-chain analytics for alts, for example, Sol, not on the native Sol blockchain because it's EVM only, um, but you can use wormhole Sol, to get information based on the current momentum of a coin based on its on-chain activity. So this Kyber score is really cool because it shows you whether a coin is bullish or bearish and you actually can see on this data map here when a coin shifts from bullish to bearish or bearish to bullish momentum, which can help you in terms of getting confluence for taking trades. So link in the description for early access to Kyber AI if you want to use it and also a reminder that Kyber just launched their new scroll elastic pools so scroll is essentially a new network a new layer 2 which has just launched a couple weeks ago if you've been watching my airdrop guide videos throughout the years um you would know that this is one that we were anticipating by the way interacting with scroll probably going to be good now to get an airdrop now that mainnet is officially live I know it's not an airdrop video, but that's a little bit of alpha for you. Definitely have a look into scroll because I think there could be an airdrop on the table here for early users. And one thing you can do is stake on scroll in order to earn an APR on an application like Kyber, but also build up your volume on the network. And we can see here Kyber has some amazing new pools that they've launched, like ETH USDT paying 72%. They've got pools with their own governance token paying crazy APRs, stablecoin pools, etc., which all are elastic pools, so essentially enable you to earn trading fees from the Kyber platform just for LPing. So there's a link in the description to KyberSwap if you want to use Kyber AI or check it out, but I thought I would give this to you as a little tidbit update considering that their new pools on the scroll network are live, and there's a link in the description below. So, quickly to answer the question, will Solana make all-time highs? Again, this is probably a debate we could go into over and over. Let me know in the comments, by the way, right now, if you're watching this video, do you think Solana will hit all-time highs again? Yes or no? I am going to say no. I'm going to say no. Now, does this mean I'm not bullish on Solana? Not at all. I mean, if it hits its all-time high, it's still a 10x. If it halves its all-time high, it's still a 5x. A 5x in this market, in spot, is still a very good return, in my opinion. So, you can still be bullish on a token and, and think it won't hit its all-time highs. But I think it's going to struggle. Let me just tell you a couple of reasons why. Firstly, you could make the argument that Solana's all-time high wasn't a real all-time high. Why? because a lot of the metrics we had at the time were extremely misleading. We saw that there was this developer that essentially faked DeFi TVL, which inflated the Solana metrics at the time. We also know it was a crazy bull run, so there's a lot of capital just flying into any coin that had bullish fundamental metrics. And of course, traders started piling in and crazily aping in uh, to Solana for this reason. Also, you had the L1 narrative being super strong. I don't think it's as strong now. Last cycle, there was this kind of lack of block space narrative going around that ETH was slow. And the you know soul was regarded as an ETH killer, so that also really helped propel the narrative behind Solana. And you also had crazy transaction volume, and the way Solana counts transactions is different to other chains, so the volume looked a lot higher than it, than it would across a lot of other chains because the way it counts vote transactions. So there are a few reasons why the metrics were inflated, and for that reason, price was also likely inflated at the time. So not only that, but you have a lot of supply overhang still from FTX. You have a lot of holders that are bag holding that are underwater and also VCs that have locked positions that will probably look to exit if Solana has any major pumps. Like Solana, because a lot of people bought in and are underwater, and that includes VCs, and that includes um, the FTX liquidations as well, as the price Starts to increase and climb up and up and up, you have this sell pressure because people simply just want to get their money back or they want to exit and and use a pump as an opportunity to get some liquidity out of Solana. So I think what we'll see is uh, a little bit more supply pressure on the Sol token than other tokens as it gets to 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. And then we'll make it harder to have that explosive run to the upside that it did last cycle. So for that reason, I think it'll be really hard for Solana to get to $250 again. Does it mean it can't happen? No, I'm just skeptical. But I think it is a fun question to answer. So if you have another opinion, answer yes or no in the comments below as to whether you think it'll hit all-time highs again. I'm saying no, but it still is part of my long-term portfolio because I still think it can make a push to the upside in a bull run. And for that reason, and I think you know the ecosystem is super strong, um, I'm still going to have a, a position in Solana. But yeah, it won't be holding out for $250. I'll tell you that much. Before we head off, I want to give you a reminder that the Data Ownership Protocol testnet is officially live. In the last video, I showed you how to use the testnet, but for those that that didn't see the video, DOP is essentially a protocol that allows you to take control over your own assets and show the world what you want to show on the blockchain and keep control or, and ownership over your own assets of the data that you want to obfuscate if you choose to meaning you can essentially have a wallet and choose what you want to show to the world or not so they can't just google your wallet address and see what you hold what you're transacting etc if you want to test it out because the mainnet isn't live yet their test net is live and they're going to airdrop one percent of dop tokens when they launch expected around january to users of the testnet so this is a chance to get on board early before everyone else and also a chance to use the protocol early before everyone else and you can see here you can do a bunch of things like claiming uh, testnet eth claiming testnet DOP, claiming testnet USDT, and you can do this all for free, obviously, because it is in a testnet. So there are a couple requirements that I'm still yet to do, step five, six, and seven, which is sending assets, which enables you to send assets and keep your transaction confidential. So this is really awesome because you can actually choose if you want to show a transaction hash to the world so no one can see where you're sending your tokens. And then there's another step, which is decrypting assets. That's making assets that you encrypted unencrypted. So then they're available publicly again. And then the last step is following them on Twitter. And after you complete all the steps, you're eligible for the DOP token rewards after it's launched to get a, a potential DOP airdrop. So just thought I would remind you about the testnet that is live, super awesome protocol. I think it's really needed in the crypto space. And we haven't had a protocol that enables you to do this very easily before. So it is an exciting project that I'm looking out for when their mainnet launches. But link in the description below to test out their testnet. Hope you enjoyed this video on Solana. Answer yes or no to the question whether Solana will hit its all-time highs again in the comments below and I will see you in the next video. Have a lovely day. Peace out.